0: Hello and welcome to The Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and today we got Pastor Mike. How's it going, Pastor Mike? Doing well, Winston. I so rarely call you Pastor Mike. It's such a weird thing. That is kind of weird, yeah, yeah. but thank
1: you for (laughs) Recognizing (laughs) the office, yes.
0: So, Mike, today we we have some uh, chagrin on our face because we Mm -hmm. have to uh, redo a podcast. This is tough. This is tough. Uh, A while back, we did a podcast on gossip, Mm -hmm. and if you remember, that audio sounded like we were speaking through a fan the entire time. Should
1: we talk behind the computer's back because it messed it up?
0: I'm gonna blame it. Yeah, let's blame the computer. How dare it! I know. Uh, No, but seriously, did that? Yeah. Seriously, though, we wanted to talk about gossip again because we do think it is a very relevant topic, even in today's church, and sometimes is one of those acceptable sins.
1: Right. And by the way, this is such a current topic and so necessary to know how to deal with. That there are some people that actually just braved the really bad recording (laughs) and said, no, it it actually helped me to pay attention more because I needed to hear this. Yes, but still pay attention to this one. That would be that would be good. That's right. So we're hoping that this one doesn't get, you know, messed up by that bad computer. Fingers
0: crossed. Uh, All right. Yeah, this is always a timely topic, right?
1: It is because it is always a temptation for us to gossip. So first of all, I'm glad that we're dealing with this topic. It's a very hard one to tackle. And it's one that most Christians really don't want to talk about. I mean, I think many of us would rather talk about other people behind their back. Sure, yeah. So gossip is one of the most serious, unaddressed issues in the church. It's it's sneaky, it's subtle, and it's so, so sinister. The devil loves it when believers bite and devour one another. Hmm. Galatians 5.13 says, You are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Mm. So this is timely for any who are caught in that web of being consumed in gossip. I want you to know, if, if that's you today, there is hope in Jesus. And this is timely for any who have been hurt by others' choices to gossip. And I want you to know there is healing in Jesus. And Jesus wants his church unified. He wants his church together on mission. And so whether you might be a perpetrator or you might have been hurt by other people doing this, gossip is something that that Jesus wants to eradicate out of his church. Mm. Yeah. So you've just teed it
0: up really well. We want to stay far away from gossip. We don't want to be involved in it, and we also want to be able to respond when people gossip about us. Mm-hmm. But Mike, tell me what exactly is gossip.
1: Okay. I'll we'll do a quick rundown on the differences between gossip, slander, backbiting, and causing divisions and the like. So Proverbs 16:28 says a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends so what is gossip gossip is talking behind someone's back in a negative way it might be true it might be false but your goal in gossip is not to build them up but to tear them down in someone else's eyes
0: so when you're saying that you're not just saying like oh wow so this person you know They broke their leg because that would be something bad about them, right? It's something designed with a cruel intent.
1: There's malice intended. Exodus 23 1 says, Do not spread false reports. Do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness. So you've got gossip, which is talking behind someone's back in a negative way, and the goal is not to help them, but to hurt them. Slander is related to gossip. It's got an even worse undertone because it's more insidious. It's where you have a motive to really, really hurt the other person and to say things that are not true about them to make them look bad. Proverbs 10, 18 and 19 say, Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. James 4.11 says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it.
0: Yeah, and really, I mean, even the world recognizes that slander is mm-hmm. wrong, especially since we, even in this country where we have freedom of speech, slander is illegal.
1: Right. Watson even saying that it's like a scorpion with poison in its tail, that the slander has it in its tongue. Then you've got backbiting. Now picture horses on a trail biting at each other because they're getting in each other's way or kids bickering in the backseat of the car on a road trip. Basically you're picking on other people in all kinds of ways. And it's kind of a backbiting is kind of a general category. Okay. Then you've got the idea of causing divisions. This might be even the worst. And it's the outflow of others. It's where you do things that cause divisions in the body of Christ. You're gossiping, you're slandering, you're backbiting. And the body is called to walk in unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And you're tearing that apart. Romans 16 gives a really strong warning. Basically, keep your eyes on those who cause divisions contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. Watch them. Basically, don't let them ruin the fellowship.
0: Now, you've just described a lot of things, and so this question may seem kind of odd, but, you know, Mike, I get it. I I see this around. I know that, you know, it's probably not the best, but, you know, the old adage is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So can
1: can gossip really be that harmful? Is it all that bad? It is. You know, asking if it's all that bad really is like asking if poison is bad. And I suppose that little drops of poison can build up over time, right? A person who gossips once and repents of it doesn't do as much harm as the person that keeps on doing it and doing it and doing it. Drop a poison, drop a poison, that just becomes a pattern in their life. Those are the kind of people you want to avoid. I mean, all of us have to watch out for it. All of us are tempted and susceptible to gossip and slander and backbite and cause divisions. And we need to walk in repentance. So if you do it, repent. But if you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, there's your pattern, there's your lifestyle. It can actually become a career. So Where does it lead you? Does it lead you to growth in Christ? Does it lead you to unhealthiness? Is it the high road or the low road? Does it foster unity or disunity? I mean, let me tell you how bad this is, okay? Proverbs 20, verse 19 says, He who goes about as a slanderer, that's a talebearer, bearer, reveals secrets, therefore do not associate with a gossip. And literally, a gossip means to be spacious, to be wide or open. And literally, the one who opens their mouth really widely and lets anything out. So the tail opens wide their mouth and lets all sorts of things out. So does the gossip. They don't exercise wisdom. They don't exercise self-restraint. What they do is they choose to sin against other people. They choose to hurt other people. And I've told my kids this as they were growing up. Hurting people... Hurt people. Hmm. Those that are hurting internally themselves seem to be the ones that perpetrate the most hurt on other people.
0: Hmm. Interesting. And you kind of see that even in the animal kingdom. When you have Mm -hmm. a scared, beat up dog who's chained to a a tree, in that moment, you will want to unshackle the dog and Mm -hmm. let it run wild, but it'll bite at you and not you, even as you're trying to help it. Right. So. Now you've kind of convinced me. I, I, I agree with you. Gossip is bad. I, I think that's pretty clear. Scripture makes it pretty obvious that it's mm-hmm. a devastating thing. But right. maybe I don't have the heart that I want to really gossip about someone, tear them down in somebody else's eyes, be malicious or slanderous towards them. But mm-hmm. maybe I maybe I'm dealing with a difficult situation where somebody has wronged me or is doing something not great and I'm seeking advice how do I know that I'm either like seeking advice with somebody or maybe just making conversation with somebody? Mm -hmm. How do I know that it's turned into the realm of
1: poisonous gossip? Right. My first thought is, you know. You know, I know when I've crossed the line. You know when you've crossed the line. Our motive matters. We know what the motive of our heart is most of the time. Our word choice matters. You know, the idea is, am I sharing something to build someone up Or am I sharing this to tear them down or slight them in some way? 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20 is helpful here to us. Paul says to them, I am afraid that perhaps when I come, I may find you to be not what I wish and may be found by you to be not what you wish. That perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, angry tempers, disputes, slanders. So he's saying this like, I'm afraid that, You're going to be acting in ways that I don't want you to act. And I might act in ways that you don't want me to act. Strife, jealousy, anger, dispute, slander. Again, slander is evil speaking. Gossip is whispering about people and it just creates arrogance and disturbance. And, you know, I think that we kind of know when we're actually gossiping or simply trying to get advice on a difficult situation because we know our motive. We know our motive. So advice on a difficult situation doesn't keep moving from person to person. Hmm. Here's a sign. If I come to you, Winston, I say, you know what? I've got a difficult situation. I need some help with this. And it actually has to do with someone else. And I say, this needs to stay between the two of us. And we have a talk. I explain the situation. I'm fair-minded about it. I share where I might be wrong and where I think this person is wrong. And then you give me advice and I take it. I can take it or leave it, but I don't bounce from person to person till I get the message or the meaning or the, the answer that I want. I just take your advice and I go on from there and you don't go tell anyone. I don't go tell anyone. I act differently towards the person. Like I actually act in a way that would bring reconciliation. I walk in repentance. Well, I know I'm not gossiping. I wanted advice on a difficult situation. You helped me through that difficult situation. But if you find out that I went bouncing to a bunch of different people, waiting to the person that actually said, you know, they bug me too. And they've always bugged yeah. me. And you know what they did yeah. to me back in 19, you know, 1973? We know. We know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. And I think that even in those situations, you know, you say, you know, and- Uh, Yeah, you know, it it gets that kind of pit of your stomach or maybe Mm -hmm. that maybe I don't feel bad about this. Maybe I do feel good about telling somebody this person that I'm talking to. They can be on my side. Mm -hmm. This is clearly I'm totally in the right. You know, maybe I messed up a little bit, but I'm in the right here. Can't you see that? Now we can Uh be pals. Uh I I think that is oftentimes the case. And you know what? Sometimes when you're gossiping about somebody, Mm -hmm. you're implying motive to somebody who didn't even think they were doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So often I think that gossip is tying motive to somebody who they didn't even think twice about it. You're thinking way more about that situation or that instance than they ever thought to. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, Yes. now that I know gossip bad, I know kind of when I'm doing it, what should I do when I'm not the one who's gossiping, but I hear gossip?
1: Okay, this is a good one. Let, let me give you an example. Let's say that you're walking down the street, you're on your block and you see a faucet or a sprinkler broken and the sprinklers are on and it's just gushing, okay? And it's not watering what it's supposed to water. You turn that off immediately. Or let's let's make it a little messier. You see a sewer pipe and it is gushing out in the middle of the street. You find a way to get that thing shut off right away because it's putrid, it stinks, And you're slipping all over the place as you're trying to walk down the street.
0: I really apologize to all our listeners who are listening to this over their lunch. I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) What do you do when you hear gossip? You shut it down. You shut it down or else you're going to be guilty of receiving it. A lot of people think, well, I didn't gossip. I just received the gossip. No, you were a participating party. So to shut it down, you need to tell the person bringing the gossip that if they don't tell the person they're talking about, you're going to. You need to actually confront them and say, what you're saying isn't right, the problem is this. Oftentimes we go to the people that we know are going to agree with us, so we know we can gossip about someone and they'll receive it and feed it and exacerbate it really. But we really should be shutting it down. Most of us, we're not brave enough to, to shut it down and I know I've missed the opportunity many times and sometimes I'm afraid that the person who's coming to gossip is going to do the same thing about me. But the general rule is kind of like when you know you need to have a talk with someone and you dread it. You probably should say something. But if you can't wait to set the person straight, you probably should hold your tongue. You should probably hold your peace. And I know, sometimes we want to hear it. We want to hear the juicy bit. And we want to engage in it. And that's outright wrong. We have to call sin what it is. Sin is sin. And sometimes we ignore it. And what most of us do, even if we don't want to be a part of it, we sometimes just gloss over it. But remember this, we're free in Christ and we ought to be free to speak the truth in love to someone in a humble way, but where they know, you know what? I'm wrong about this. You want to drive for biblical unity is what you want to do. Think about what biblical unity is. Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. And what keeps pastors and elders and church leaders awake at night? It's biblical unity or the lack thereof. We worry about what, whether the body is unified. We, we wrestle with situations where disunity has been fostered or we know people have been gossiping or backbiting or slandering. And we want to diffuse disharmony. We want to be peacemakers. We want to, we want to pursue the things that make for peace and building up of one another. And so in that regard, I think we need to touch on something very important. You know what the, the number one need is when someone's gossiping or backbiting or slandering, Winston? Mm-mm. It is repentance and reconciliation. So let's talk about that for a moment. Mm -hmm. True believers repent of sin because they love Jesus and hate their sin. So we repent. We turn from our sin. We seek forgiveness. We seek reconciliation. My family had this little thing for a while and I started it and then it got used against me often. And it was this, in our family, if we start talking behind someone's back, I would say, you need to go write that personal letter and apologize. And so several times my family said, dad, you need to write that personal letter. Is that why I received so many letters from you? <laughs> Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm going to quote Thomas Watson again here. Repentance breaks the abscess of sin, and then the soul is at ease. I want to repeat that. Repentance breaks the abscess of sin, and then the soul is at ease. Mm. He also said turning from sin is like pulling the arrow out of the wound. Turning to God is like pouring in the balm. Repentance is a gift from God. It's sweet. It's something we're called to do. It's not easy. Not easy, but sweet. We're called to repent. We're called to do an about-face. We're called to turn from our sins and turn to Christ over and over and over again. You could say that the Christian life is one of continual, ongoing, God-enabled repentance. We're trusting in Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We're to come to him with faith and repentance. It's repentance towards God. It means you turn from your sins and you go in God's way, and and God's kindness leads us in this way. So we need to reconcile, we need to repent, we need to apologize. I mean, reconciliation is really the end result of someone with a repentant heart who lives their repentance, and you're a doer of the word and not just a hearer, and you go and apologize for someone you've hurt. And forgiveness, by the way, is not the same as reconciliation. You can choose to forgive whether or not a person asks for forgiveness. Reconciliation takes two parties. The offender must show repentance. The offended must be willing to forgive. Then you rebuild trust. And that takes a lot of mercy. takes a lot of humility. And it takes love in the body of Christ.
0: Yeah, I recently heard uh, one of my friends saying that forgiveness for a Christian, is not an option. Mm-hmm. It is a mandate. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so true. It's easy for us to say, well, I won't do gossip, but I this person just really bugs me, and so I'm just going to hold on to that. But forgiveness is not an option.
1: That's right. Let me talk to the listeners here and say this. If you're a person who has been engaging in gossip and slander and backbiting, you have been causing divisions in your church or in your small group, that means you're trapped in sin. Mm. And I'm compassionate toward you, but I want to call you to your senses and call you to the mercy of Christ. Christ had mercy on your soul. If you're truly a believer, then the Lord kept back from you the wrath that you deserved for your sin. That's mercy. And then he extended to you the gift of eternal life, the grace that you did not deserve. And if you think about that, that is the motivation for us to repent, to do what is right. The, basically, the point of everything in this is two big questions. What does the Bible say and how does the gospel transform this? So if you're the person engaging in gossip and slander and backbiting and causing divisions, re- repent of your sins. Come clean about it and stop doing it. Like Jesus said, go and sin no more in this way. Don't do this. Now, if you're the person who's been hurt by gossip and slander and backbiting and causing divisions, let me say this to you. I feel your pain. Every one of us feels your pain. But don't go do the same thing. Mm. The Bible's really clear about this. Don't return evil for evil or insult for insult, but give a blessing instead. Literally speak well of the person instead. Speak well to the person instead. And you do that in Christ's strength. You do that for his glory. Amen. And he will give you the ability to, to take the high road and to glorify him rather than wallowing Wallowing in the lowlands of of gossip or slander or backbiting. We want to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, all to the glory of God. That's right.
0: Amen. And holding on to that is really a, a latent form of revenge. And mm-hmm. if a man rolls a stone, it'll roll back on him. If he digs a pit, he will fall into it. So mm-hmm. Thank you so much for talking to me about this again, Mike. For those listeners who did already listen to the other one, we're sorry, but we're glad you stuck through it and got through another one. So thanks,
1: Mike. You're welcome. Thanks for asking the question. Absolutely. And God bless you all. Amen. And thank you
0: so much for listening to Ordinary Church. And we hope that this episode has been beneficial to you and that you can use it even in your daily life. We hope you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful even in the ordinary.